Good morning and welcome to another day episode of Hearts Knit Together in Christ Ministries. I'm your host, Marsha A. Sullivan. I thank you for tuning in this morning. Today is Wednesday, February the 16th, 2022. And um, as we're still celebrating the month of Black History, before we really get into the Word of God today, which I will speak about vicious attacks of the enemy, I would like to take this time and opportunity to share with you an historical figure, uh, icon in, in Black history, and her name is Ida B. Wells Barnett. Today we are indeed celebrating her and the legacy in which she left, but for those of you who may not know, I want to remind you who she is. Ida B. Wells Barnett was an American investigative journalist, an educator, and early leader in the civil rights movement. She was one of the founders of the NAACP, which is also known as the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Ida B. Wells was born July the 16, 1862 in Holly Springs, Mississippi. She died March 25, 1931 in Chicago, Illinois. She was married to Mr. Barnett. She also had many siblings. She was a wife and a mother, and she attended Rust College and Fix University. So that's something very important that, that you remember about her and, and, and what she was really known for. Um, during her day and time, she was an activist and, like I said, again, a journalist who led an anti-lynching crusade in the United States during the 1890s, and she fought for the women's suffrage. So Ida B. Wills actually did a lot and accomplished a lot in her day and time, and she also wrote many, many books. And one of the things that I want to share with you briefly here is that this past summer while I was researching and looking online in the archives, I was looking up something about a pioneer whom, you know, I aspired to be like. So I was finding research about this person. And then somehow Ida B. Wells clicked she her picture and her name appear on my screen. So while researching her, I was able to find this this booklet that she read uh, wrote. I'm sorry, not read, but she wrote, and it was called Lynch Law in Georgia. I had never heard of that, and uh, basically what it was was a six weeks record for the Center of Southern Civilization, and it was a chronicle of things that were published just for the Atlanta Journal uh, Constitution. So this went in the history books, but as I was reading, so many things stood out to me, but I'm just going to, because it's a very long article, I'll be brief so we can get to the word of God. But it says, consider the fact, it says, during the six weeks of the month of March and April, just past 12 colored men were lynched in Georgia. So during her time, she would talk about some of the current events that were taking place in the state of Georgia, in many different cities. So during that time, many men were being tortured and hanged just because the color of their skin. And in particularly, that was a preacher named Elijah Strickland and the burning alive of Samuel Wilkes, okay? 
And so this happened on Sunday, April uh, the 23rd, 1899. And the real purpose, she said, was of these savage demonstrations was to teach the Negroes that in the South he has no rights that the law will enforce. Samuel Holes was burned to teach the Negroes that no matter what a white man does to them, they must not resist. Holes, a servant, had killed Cranford, his employer. An example must be made. Ordinary punishment was deemed inadequate. This Negro must be burned alive to make the burning a certainty. The charge of outrage was invented and added to the charge of murder. The daily press offered reward for the capture of Hose and then openly incited the people to burn him as soon as caught. The mob carried out the plan in every savage detail. Over the 12 men lynched during that reign of unspeakable barbarism, only one was even charged with an assault upon a woman. Yet Southern apologists justify their savagery on the ground that Negroes are lynched only because of their crimes against women. The Southern press champions burning men alive and saves consider the facts. The colored people join issue and also say, consider the facts. The colored people of Chicago employed a detective to go to Georgia and his report in this pamphlet gives the facts. We give here the details of the lynching as they were reported in the Southern papers. Then follows the report of the true facts as to the case, I'm sorry, to the cause of the lynchings as learned by the investigation. We submit to all the sober sober judgments of the nation confident that in this case as well as others truth is mighty and will prevail so as you can see she really got to the heart of the mass uh i'm sorry to, she really got to the heart of the matter of things that were happening during her day and time and she was so bold about it because i'm sure a lot of people were probably scared to write about these things uh, you know, being especially she was in the deep, deep, deep south <laughs> and that, you know, people don't like to talk about issues that can kind of bring confrontation. But that was not the case with Ida B. Wells. She was very firm and she was very vocal in her writing and really getting to the root cause of many issues that were taking place, but specifically the issue of lynching. And I just wanted to share that with you this morning because, you know, not to say that this is about racism because it's not, but this is about history. History should always be remembered. And during that time in history, a lynch lynching was actually a law. And I did not know that. So I hope that you learned something from just a little bit about Ida B. Wells and I want you to go back and read some of the things that she wrote about uh, and also I want you to see how that during that time the enemy was really plotting I'm gonna use the word that the Holy Spirit gave me vicious attacks you know these vicious attacks have been happening for a very very long time and so therefore they should not be a surprise to us when even in a time such as today 
we're sometimes seeing the same things being repeated, not lynching, but other things that are still going on. Um, in order to understand that, you would still have to go back into history so that everything can really begin to make sense. So uh, one of the scriptures that I want to point out today is John 10 and 10, where it says, The thief only comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that ye may have life and have it to the full. Okay, now during that time, a lot of people were killing and destroying the lives of innocent people. But even more so than that, since we're talking about, you know, uh, the vicious attacks of the enemy, it's also interesting to me that in 1 Peter 4, 12 and 19, it says beloved think it not strange concerning the fiery trials which is to try you as though some strange thing happen unto you but rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of christ's suffering now that was a lot of people when you think about the fact that lynching was a law i'm sure who suffered but even as we read in the bible we see here that that people were suffering not because of a law but people were were suffering in biblical times because of their belief in their savior in their lord and so they were going under a serious persecution here so you know the bible also says that if a man suffer as a christian let him not be ashamed but let him glorify god on his behalf so to those who are saying we're Christ followers and believers and lovers, you know, it's one thing to suffer a just cause in this world. As, you know, Ida B. Wells was writing to inform people during her day and time what was going on. And I'm sure she probably experienced some suffering uh, in many ways, you know, some threats that she had, some vicious attacks that we may not really know about, but I'm sure she did. So that was one cause but another cause is really to suffer because of who you believe in and so during this day in history uh, I'm sorry not this day in history but during the biblical times because we talked about history but now I'm talking about the vicious attacks that come when you are a worshiper of God and you know God sometimes will bring these attacks even not just by outsiders or just by the enemy, but even by some of those that in whom you love, these attacks will come very hard and very strong. And it's, the reason is because the enemy has a main goal in mind, a main objective as John 10 and 10 states is to steal, kill, and to destroy, to destroy families, to destroy friendships, to destroy marriages, relationships of any kind, and so we have to be very cognizant and aware of these vicious attacks so that we can learn to be diligent, as the Bible tells us to be watchful and very prayful and, and addressing these things and taking these things to God so that he can deal with them. And an example that I want to give you is found in Psalms 35 about vicious attacks. But the difference between a person that is being under such spiritual vicious attacks is knowing who 
you serve as your God. Now, David was undergoing some vicious attacks here by, by his enemies. But the way David dealt with it is the way that we should deal with it. But sometimes that's not always the case. Sometimes flesh can get in the way. And we have to truly repent and remember again that God is fighting the battle. Not us when the vicious attacks come. So in this verse, David gives us an example. And this is what David says to the Lord. He says, plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Notice that David is not going around saying, this person hurt me. I'm going to get back at you. I'm going to hurt you because you hurt me. But David, because he was a man after God's own heart, he knew how to take it to the Lord. He says, fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for my help. Because David understood that the that the God he served was the kings of kings and Lord of lords. He understood that God was his defender. God was his lawyer. God was going to defend him. David cries out, he says, draw out also the spear and stop the way against them that persecute me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. Now this is powerful because if you don't know God, you wouldn't know that we, he's been giving us that authority to petition him and bring the cares, to bring the worry, to bring the hurt, to bring the pain, to bring the shame, to bring all of the things that concern our hearts and petition these things before the Lord. He says, even even the betrayal, bring it to the Lord. He says, let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt. So there are some people who actually rejoice in seeing you down. There are some people with wicked and evil hearts who rejoices in seeing people like David mess up. They rejoice in seeing you being at a broken place. But again, David takes these things to the Lord. He says, let them be as shaft before the wind and let not the angel of the Lord, I'm sorry, and let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery and let the angel of the Lord persecute them. For without cause, they they hid for me their net in a pit, which was without cause they have dig for my soul. David didn't even know that they had a motive in their mind and in their hearts to, to dig a pit for him. But, but the Lord knew, and David was crying out to the Lord, as we should do when there is an issue. He says, let destruction come upon him at unawares and let his neck that he had hid catch himself into that very destruction let him fall in other words he's saying for my enemies for those that are trying to dig a hole for me the same hole that they dig lord you let them fall into that hole and if you know anything about the bible you know that that really happened to somebody where when Haman tried to persecute the Jews. He wanted to hang them. He wanted to put them on a platter for all of them to be lynched and so that it would end and result in death. But one thing about our God is that 
He knows when the enemy is trying to plot against his beloved sons and daughters, he's going to come in and protect and he's going to come in and turn it around so that his name will ultimately be glorified. Verse 9 says that my soul shall be joyful in the Lord and it shall rejoice in his salvation. So David is really, you know, crying out to the Lord. And David is fasting before the Lord. And and guess what? David sees how God is able to bring the vengeance against his enemies. Okay? So that they would know, number one, the God that David served. That they would come to fear him. And also help the enemies to be mindful of the words in which they speak against God's chosen, God's elect. And, you know, I would like for you to continue on reading this verse so that you can find out more for yourself. But I'm going to close in verse 15, where it says, But in my adversity they rejoice and gather themselves together. Yea, the objects gather themselves together against me. Sometimes people will gather together against you. And, and you will be the subject <laughs> of the conversation and your name will be slandered. But guess what? The Lord says, don't even worry about that. And because David says, I knew it not. He didn't even know that they were getting together. He says, they did tear me and seize not. They tried to destroy David. But he says, with hypocritical mockers in the feast, they gash upon me with their teeth. He says, Lord, how long would thou look on and rescue my soul from their destruction my darling from their lines so God had a a master plan to come to David's defense to rescue to save him and to deliver him so that his enemies would know that he served a mighty God so when the enemy brings vicious attacks against you and slander your name and plot evil and say things that are not true Bring those things to the Lord, and God will do the vindicating. God will do the fighting for you, just like a lawyer in a courtroom. God will plead your case, but you must take it to the Lord in prayer, just like Ida B. Woods, she did. I'm sorry, Ida B. Wells, she took it to the Lord, but she also demonstrated her faith by taking action for the voices by taking action for the poor, by taking action for those who could not defend themselves, the Lord had raised up a leader such so that she could betray the light of glory and be an example for standing up for just cause. So I want you to think about those things. And I pray today that if this is you as you listen and you may be in a season where you have been attacked by the enemy and the attacks may have come strong and hard but I want you to know that the Lord is with you and he will never leave you or forsake you and when these vicious attacks come don't think it's strange but cry out to the Lord your God your Savior he will lead you into all truth and give you instructions and show you how to overcome But not only that, the same people that were plotting against you, the Lord will make them your footstools when you glorify them. I'm sorry, when you glorify his name, he will come to your aid. He will come to your rescue and he will turn the situation around.
crown for his glory. So I thank you for listening today. And I pray that you would be blessed and that you will continue to declare God's name. And you will continue to believe that the victory belongs to those who put their trust and faith not in man, but in the Lord Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and our Savior. Blessings unto you. Until next time, again, thank you for listening to Hearts Knit Together in Christ Ministries.